coming at you from Handsome Headquarters here in sunny Los Angeles, California. I'm Lee Sanger-Golden, and you're listening to me talk on the internet. I'm joined by Liberal Guilt Radio's resident stonk wonk, Ariel. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Game stonk. Game stonk, baby. So um, I was talking about this earlier on the program with my co-host, Ben. Um, but since you're LGR's resident stonk wonk, I thought that it would be remiss of me to not bring you in and get your opinion on what is going on with this crazy short squeeze um, and its effects on the market and um, what it might mean for like the future of retail trailer traders and also like the future of these hedge fund monstrosities. I think this is a real interesting turning point. My boy Ben was, he said he was, he was bearish on this. He thought that this would not have a major impact long-term um, for the side of the revolution. I'm kind of bullish that um, this actually might be the first step towards um, the individual retail traders uh, being able to exert their uh, exert their um, their voice. Um, their tar Exactly, because <laughs> I feel like as a voter in California, my vote does not count. But I feel like by day trading AMC shares the other day and making twenty dollars in profit and donating it to the Palestinian Palestinian Children's Relief Fund, I feel like I actually did something and my voice was heard. Um, perhaps. Perhaps. Okay. I mean, the voice, the, 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 the universal voice is certainly being heard mm -hmm. in the sense that uh, the Wall Street pros are, are definitely having their, their asses handed to them right now, right? So whoever was behind this short squeeze, I believe they're referring to them as Melvin Capital, uh, was shorting the stock. They're probably right. GameStock is a brick-and-mortar company that doesn't right. really have uh, a very bright future ahead of it, pivot or not. And it's, the, the current price certainly does not match the value of the underlying stream of uh, future cash flows or dividends that, that one would expect to get from it. So I think just like the rest of the market, it's completely out of line with reality. That doesn't, right. however, mean that one group didn't stomp all over the other. And uh, it's kind of like, a, in my mind, a resurgence of Occupy Wall Street, but mm -hmm. more effective in the fact that they're actually handing their asses to them, right? Um, so it's, it's, I think it's an interesting cultural moment. I don't yeah. know that, that this particular act will work. Uh, because obviously when those who are used to being the ones who get to plunder everybody else uh, get plundered, they change the rules, right? And of that's course. exactly what happened in 2008 where, you know, they, it was actually the short sellers who were correct about the insolvency of the market, of the WAMUs of the worlds, of the, uh, what was that uh, big company in California that, that gave out all those loans, uh, countrywide mm, right. and basically almost every other bank that needed a Fed bailout at the time. Mm -hmm. um, they're okay with 
socialism for the banks when they need it, uh, but not for the people when they need it. So socialize I think socialize the loss and privatize the gain, which is exactly where the market's as crazy as it is right now. Right. They're all willing to keep buying and buying and buying because they know that as soon as they lose, the Fed comes in and bails them out, not Main Street. Yeah. So the moral hazard has has is reaping its its. Uh, well, it's it's going to destroy us, I think. But um, okay, <laughs> I think that it's a I think that it's a microcosm of the larger problem, right? Um, and I think that it all ends poorly for everyone. Yeah. Okay. Well, ultimately, everything ends poorly for everyone because we all <laughs> fucking die and get eaten by wolves. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that it's like you're saying, it sort of exposes um, how meaningless uh, stock valuation is to begin with. Um, because, yeah, like you said, there are brick and mortar stores that their whole thing is selling games and you can buy games online much easier than going into these these stores and i used to go to gamestop all the time gamestop is a horribly managed company in a in a terrible retail experience they would always understaff <laughs> their stores um whenever they answered the phone they wouldn't just say hello they'd say hello have you been interested in pre-ordering a copy of uh, call of duty because if you pre-order like they would have a, they, they would turn these people Too much upsell before you've even asked your question yeah exactly and <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I remember um, just seeing some of the like worst customer behavior and the worst like customer service behavior uh, ever in, inside a GameStop. So, um, yeah, there's there's no this this company has no future value and their their perspective revenue stream is is dubious at best. So right. the fact that they their shares on Wednesday peaked at like. $400 a share when a couple weeks ago they were like in the single to double digits uh, is totally insane. And yet it is being sold. It was being bought and sold for that amount. So if that mm -hmm. amount represents that's the free market, right? That's the free market. So if that amount is the amount, then it just sort of shows that like this is meaningless, that it's just a game. Well, it, it always has been just a game. It's certainly a casino. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is that the these larger players, the institutional investors, the hedge funds, the the prime brokerages and their, their separate trading arms are all right with it as long as they're winning and making the money as long as, you know, and, and obviously, you know, the money that's that's with this hedge fund is probably pension funds and other, you know, various long-term investments for, for the little guy also. So that's the, right. the, 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 the trap that they always say, like, we're doing this, you know, to make the world a better place and more efficient and blah, blah, blah. But, um, the hilarious yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. Well, I was going to say the hilarious thing is that this is literally the plot of Casino Royale. <laughs> the movie was i always say that what we need to save the world is operation goldeneye which is use emp satellites to wipe out the bank records and free everybody in a form of techno jubilee but yeah and that um, was also uh, the the premise of uh fight club. fight club yeah yeah exactly so um but the the plot it, it's funny and i hate I, I, robot yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
I, you know, I always think, oh, Casino Royale, that's that one where they they play poker. And we'll get back to poker in a second because it's all sort of related. Um, okay. but I forget, well, actually, the reason why they get into the poker game is because of a stock shorting scheme. So La Chifre, right. the cipher, the, the man behind everything. So first of all, we should just explain what, what short selling is. So basically, yeah. you borrow uh, shares that you um, are betting are going to go down in value. So if, if you have right. if you have a, a share of GameStop and it's worth $5, but I think it's only going to be worth a dollar, I'm going to borrow that from you and say, hey, I'll pay you this back. But then I sell it at the $5 and then I buy it when it goes down to $1 and I sell it back to you. And then I gain $4 of profit off of your back, basically. Correct. Well, you buy so, it back at that lower price. Right. You buy it back at the lower price. And that's how I pay off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically, all of these people who are they were trying to short the stocks, these hedge funds make these they hedge these huge bets and they look at a company like Nokia or BlackBerry or GameStop or AMC and say, well, there's no way that these companies will do well. So we'll fucking short the stock. But then when a bunch of people just decide for the fuck of it on Reddit, let's just buy all the stock. Of course, that drives the stock price up. And in order for these people to cover their asses, they have to go buy up more more stock um of that of that company and because everyone's buying it it's scarce and the cost is high so they lose right. billions and billions of dollars so right. um the plot of casino royale is shifa he's this banker for the all the, bad all, guys. all the bad guys and so he borrows a bunch of money like two million dollars or two billion dollars some crazy amount of of money uh and um he bet he he, he buys a bunch of bunch of put options on the airline that he's about to take down right exactly he's gonna do terrorism he's gonna terrorize he's gonna al-qaeda the fucking airline company and so all the market analysts are saying the stock is gonna go up um he said he he sells the the stock and the the um his broker guy is like are you sure so the all of the analysts say that this is you know you should not sell and he's like just do it and of course, like James Bond comes in and saves the day and stops the airplane from blowing up. So his whole short, his whole short uh, um, uh, scheme to short the airline stocks blows up right. in his face. And then all of those like African warlord guys like come in and basically say they're going right. to kill him. I would Get cut our money off. back or we'll kill you. Exactly. I'd cut your arm off, but you need it to play poker. So that's all that this is for these these hedge fund guys is it's a game of poker. Now, did you ever see the show Sliders in the 90s? No. It was like Jerry O'Connell and John Rice Davies <laughs> and they were like they were they were like at Stanford or no, they must have been UC Berkeley someplace in the Bay Area and they invented this thing where they could slide to alternate realities. So they would slide to an alternate reality and it would be America, but the women were in charge and men were subservient or they'd slide to another place where like, you know, the Confederates had won or, or, or whatever. And alternate histories, alternate histories or like alternate presence, basically. And there was we just they're, they're all on Peacock now and we got sick of watching Columbo. So we, we slid over to sliders and this episode was they slid into this alternate reality in Where Donald Trump is president. Donald Trump is president. <laughs> and um, yeah. Um, uh, but basically, California, San Francisco is all part of the Republic of Texas. And uh -huh. Texas is like its own 
its own country. And basically the Wild West rules still apply and lawyers are actually gunslingers and the stock market is just poker. <laughs> and so <laughs> like in order, so it's like, it's basically the plot of Shane. Like there's this woman who's like husband dies and then like she has to like, she buys like a spot at like the stock table, which is just a Texas poker table and then like the lawyers come in but then like they just start shooting everybody because lawyers can just kill everybody because it's texas <laughs> and it's like this whole commentary on the wall street guys these wall street lawyers are basically just gunmen and this whole uh, this whole wall street wall street game is basically just a, a high-powered poker game and i was like yes yes totally, totally. i mean i i I was looking through the Wall Street Bets uh, forum mm -hmm. and there was something posted. Uh, it was like, uh, maybe somebody's actually looking out for us. And it was like a congressman who had written a letter to an attorney general saying that they should look into the fact that Citadel, who mm -hmm. just, uh, I guess, backstopped Melvin Capital's losses by taking a revenue. Basic Citadel, so with the, one of the companies that did this the other one was uh, 0.72 or something. They apparently were one of essentially the the companies that purchased order flow from Robinhood. Mm -hmm. So they paid for the right to trade Robinhood stuff or like 40% of it. And they were also the company that backstopped this hedge fund, which was getting squeezed on Tuesday. Right. So now I had to look at the congressman to make sure, you know, uh, and he's definitely one of the loonies. He's the, the guy who's like six siblings were like, never vote for this guy. He's crazy and mm -hmm. was probably involved in the Capitol riot as well in some form or other. Right. But it is very interesting culturally and politically, I think, that you have both AOC and Ted Cruz calling foul on this and both are correct like why right. what, what what's wrong with this and earlier but, in the day she was like he tried to kill me <laughs> right yeah no, literally fuck you i'll do this on my own i don't yeah. need you you asshole but it is it's still interesting i think that finally there's common ground uh <laughs> yes i mean this is what i try to explain to to like the the neolibs and the neocons of the world is that you have to un and, and also to like the right-wing people uh, is that you have to understand that the far left and the far right, we all hate the same people. They the hate them. They hate them because they're Jews. Yeah. <laughs> we, hate them. <laughs> we hate them because they're bankers. Um, but, um, uh, but, but so one of the same, right? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. It this way. yeah, exactly. That's why I always say that, you know, I've been saying, and, and let's not forget. The, the the chief investment officer of Melvin Capital is Gabriel Plotkin. Look him up. You'll find plenty of Jewish organizations that he's a member of. Oh, Jewish, uh, Jewish, Gabriel Plotkin. Okay. All right. Look it up, listeners. Um, so uh, it's all the Jews fault is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's why we I say that QAnon is more dangerous than like all of Hitler's theories is because like Hitler was blaming it on the Jews and it was like a bunch of bullshit. Like now Q is blaming it on like the elite Hollywood banking class. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're kind of right. Uh, <laughs> not quite as bad as they say it is, but it's also like, it's not like all these people are innocent. Like it's not like Hill, it's not like Bill Clinton rode on the Lolita express to not fuck teenagers. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, um, 
but yeah, so you brought up Robinhood. So Robinhood is like a is an app that I think you were actually the one that told me about Robinhood when I first started dipping my toe in the market. You and I a couple of years ago, you know, I was sort of telling you like I want to learn how to do this. So I've just been slowly like I buy like two shares of this, two shares of that, just to sort of like feel thing feel things out and uh, and you know the stock market has done so well that like, you know, I have made money off of this, but you know, just a, a few hundred dollars just because I'm, I'm sort of trying it out. But I, I use Robinhood and um, the whole thing is like, it's in the name. It's all about like helping the, in, you know, they don't say it, but it's sort of implicit in the name is that like, we're helping the little guys get the money from, from the big guys, right? Rob the rich to feed the poor. Um, right. and, and now that they finally did it, they shut them down. They shut them down. So I was all because, you know, I, I was going to buy some uh, Blackberry stock this morning. Uh-huh. Um, and well, at first I, I looked and I realized, OK, I sold my AMC stock uh, at the right time because it was like I would have lost money if I held on to it until the the uh, till the closing bell. So I made my twenty dollars. Um, uh-huh. But then I noticed Robinhood no longer supports the stock. And then same thing with GameStop. Same thing with American Airlines. Same thing with uh, with BlackBerry. Same thing with, with Nokia. The game and is rigged. The game is rigged. And, you know, of course, I was originally pissed at Robinhood, but I do also realize that their arms are tied. And at the end of the day, the real sort of like, the real heavy here is the SEC because, you know, there are all of these rules. And like you said, it's, it's rigged. And when the rigging doesn't work, they re-rig it. It's like the same thing that's going on in, in, in Georgia right now, where it's basically they realize, oh, if we let black people vote, then we lose. So the Republicans are like, well, then we just make it so black people can't vote again, <laughs> you know? Um, so a- again, there are all these rules when the market gets crazy volatile, like it did with this game stonk thing, uh, they'll freeze trading. So they did freeze trading for like, you know, 20 minutes at a time, a couple that's, of times. That's less problematic in the sense that those rules are existing rules for the functioning of a market yeah so they have they call them circuit breakers so if it's going up at a certain rate or down at a certain rate it's just like a cooling off period it blows the circuit essentially yeah and then you have to like pause and then you know then it keeps going again but uh they're like three or four circuit breakers until it stops for the day and then they have other rules and it's all yeah i don't even know what they all are it's like if you're if you have your guitar amp going in your room and your sister has the hairdryer going in her room, dad's <laughs> yeah. running the circular straw, uh, circular uh, saw downstairs. And the house is burning. And the house is burning. You're going to blow the breaker. So it's, 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 it's uh, yeah, that analogy is, is good. Um, but the, the thing that, and so the, the, let me actually, why don't I just pull up the email from Robin Hood and, and, and yeah. you can tell me, cause it kind of like, at first I was still they're, pissed at them. They're but, going to claim that they are doing it for the protection exactly. of their uh, clients because, and I, well, on the one hand, I agree with them. Like whoever the, the person is, who's buying, you know, like I, I looked at the chart today and it's at like $237 and like, 206 and then it jumps up to 489 or 92 dollars for like three minutes and then it comes right back down to 237 because somebody put in a ridiculous buy order that some trader was like this guy's a moron okay i'll sell it to him for that sure and then that guy's gonna get left holding the bag and probably a lot of other people 
from, you know, $400 down to probably 20 again or five or six or wherever it was. Like it's going to be just as rapidly a ride down as it was a ride up. A hundred percent, because at the end of the day, this is all a joke. And these, these, these companies actually do not have any, it's not likely that they're going to be worth this much. Yes, exactly. So, so I totally understand. I kind of understand. I'm still mad, but I understand the reasoning and I'll, I'll read, we'll read a little bit of this in a sec. But the, the thing that really pisses me off is that I wasn't able to buy BlackBerry stock today, but these hedge fund managers certainly were certainly were. And so yeah. this whole, this whole shutdown that these little retail traders basically had to go into this shutdown mode, it saved billions and billions of dollars uh to for these these hedge fund guys and it just sort of shows like we won for one day one day we won so the longer term picture i think is actually tomorrow so i think they are they are saying that they're going to reopen trading in in these shares correct uh yeah i haven't they said limited i don't know exactly what that means yeah let's here let's see what they say up completely but the reason that tomorrow is important is because it's an options expiration day Mm. So a lot of people on there's some people who are on the Wall Street Bet subreddit that say let's sell it all on Friday and, and cause another disruption. But then there's another camp saying, no, no, hang on as long as you can, blah blah blah. So now right. there's like there's there's breaking but the, and that's, ranks. That's part of the. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a, a, a like a typical pump and dump in the sense that this is yeah. disaggregated and and uh, you know uh, distributed and it's not a single person controlling it, controlling the narrative that is. Um, so it's not some like it is misinformation, but it's also it's like people decided to band together and rob the rich. They're finally yep. coming into a real Robin Hoods. And some of them, I'm <laughs> sure, will make a lot of money. Yeah. You know, like, they will. Like if 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 they sold Wednesday. before they closed yesterday, yeah, they're they're going to do just fine no matter what price they bought. it. Right. It closed at the top, basically. And I'm sure that if you bought it, you bought it long before it got there. So as long as you got out yesterday. Yeah, you could have but, made but a guy made it, a guy. I think he put in like sixteen hundred dollars or six eight thousand dollars, and he got sixty thousand dollars. He's going to pay his year in college. Tough. Yeah, and that's all well and good, but there's going to be a ton of people who do a, a ton of money, and they change the rules on you, right? So it's 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 rigged against the little guy at the yeah. end of the day, which we know, which we know, uh, which is what what the whole problem with you know the disconnect between the real economy and the stock market as it exists anyway. 100%. It's just in this machine that that shifts all of the quote unquote wealth, which in my view is gonna dissipate over the course of the next 10 years because it's it's paper wealth, it's not real. It's yeah. real wealth is a society that educates its populace, that cares about one another, that has unity because there's a common narrative that they're all working towards and companies care about the communities that they're in and everybody has a, this positive outlook or a future in mind at all that's worth living for and and that's been destroyed by the the systems that have perpetuated themselves and created the massive inequality that unquestionably exists that has led to this rightward swing in politics and the way that we're uh devolving as a civilization and these cycles happen and this is part of the degeneracy and the breakdown of the overall system there you go. So 
I just pulled up the yeah, I just pulled up the email from Robinhood, and it pretty much is exactly what you're saying. So it's an update on market conditions. This is from 3:15, so this was a couple hours after the closing bell. This is what pissed me off when I first read it. It's been a tough day. Fuck you, and we're grateful to have you to grateful for you to being a Robinhood customer. In light of the extraordinary market conditions this week, we are temporarily limited buying for certain securities this morning. Starting tomorrow, we plan to allow limited buys of these securities. We'll monitor, continue to monitor the situation, make the adjustments as needed. So this is this is exactly what you were saying right here. This was a temporary decision made to best continue serving you. It was not an easy one to make. We know it'll lead to frustration and confusion and wanted to provide some clarity. And then this next part, this is what I was saying. As a brokerage firm, we have many financial requirements, including SEC net capital obligations and clearing house deposits. Some of these requirements fluctuate based on volatility in the markets and could be substantial in the current environment. These requirements exist to protect investors and the market, and we take responsibilities to comply with them seriously, including through the measures we have taken today. Okay, so they're saying they're going to open things up tomorrow. So I'm looking, I have $82 of buying power in my Robinhood portfolio that I have not spent. So I'm going to go in BlackBerry. By is way, that, just, I, I, you said buying power. That means it's a margin account, correct? Yeah. So that's another part of the problem why everything's about to like just blow up. Yeah. I don't think margin levels have been this high since 1929. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and as a reminder to everybody, <laughs> in 1929, nothing bad happened on this conference. Right. Nothing bad happened. But uh, the increase in margin means that people are trading more than they have. Mm -hmm. Right. And if they are margin called by an institution, just like these short sellers were, by their prime brokers who are like, uh, your account is at, you know, negative 100, you're mm -hmm. at zero, and or, or even more, right? Because they're probably trusted that they have uh, some amount of collateral behind them. You're at negative 200%. We're going to need you to put in another $2 billion to cover your bet. Mm -hmm. When that happens and you don't have it, you're insolvent, you go bankrupt, mm. right? Unless you get somebody to give you a backstop, which is what Citadel did. Right for Melvin Capital, right? They said we got them. Don't worry, we've got them up to another three billion dollars. We trust them, mm, right? Okay. And I think that if this this ridiculous congressman is correct, and there is a Bloomberg article indicating that Citadel does trade forty percent of Robinhood's flow, Jesus. Christ. I mean, it could just be them rigging the game again, right? Because they're going to be able to see all the trades or forty percent of the trades coming in through Robinhood. And they're going to be able to relay that information. I mean, they're right. not allowed. They shouldn't. To, that's insider trading. But, but that's all this. That's the, the, the Congress it. of the United States is an insider trade insider trading racket. They're allowed to, right? They can't be uh, yeah. penalized for it. They're part of the game, right? So that's and that's the other. That's how do how do they lobby? They don't even have to actually give things to people anymore. It's information, right? It's inside trading, but yeah, senators and congressmen are immune to that. Exactly. They're allowed to inside trade on the information. So basically, they can be bribed right and left all the time with, by the way, uh, this merger is happening in a week. So if you buy some call options on this stock, you're going to make a 100% profit in the next week. Yeah. That's bribe. But good luck proving it. Yeah. And manipulation, right? Because then they can also have that senator create a law that benefits their company. Make there sure that they have a higher... Uh, or they get, you know, government uh, contracts that they can. So it's all it's all tied and connected together. 
and it yep. has been the erosion of any sense of responsibility to the public that has 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 brought it, it yep. will bring it to its knees because this is just a precursor to anger i mean we've seen the anger for years now yeah. something will yeah. boil over at a certain point yeah and we're seeing these like little on you know uh we're seeing this like techno populism this techno yeah. technocratic populism and the democrats would be remiss not to take advantage of this because this is the the this is the, these are young people okay these are right. online savvy people and they're pissed off these are the armchair jockey versions of the capitol hill insurrectionists and i i don't mean that as as a <laughs> as a judgment but basically um the Democratic Party, as be, as they've become a brokerage firm for the super rich, has has lost every opportunity to uh, take advantage of this anger that everyone has and, and, and put it into something positive. And because they haven't, it's been put into this crazy negative uh, energy on the Republican side that has teamed it up with, with this like white supremacist block of the, the voting public that has previously not really had anybody to sort of openly ally with. So right. they would, they're going to fuck things up if they don't try, if, if they don't try, if they don't listen to Liz and and Cortez and try to bring these people into the tent. Okay, so let's play. Let's play here. So I got this eighty. I got eighty two dollars, and they're opening up trading. So I'm thinking. Uh, let's see. So I'm thinking I'm gonna pick up BlackBerry stuff. So should I just put in an order now and try to buy some of this shit and just see what happens tomorrow? Um, my my personal advice would be I wouldn't touch any of them. Well, I mean, but this is just an experiment for the pot so that next time we right. can see what happens. So I'm thinking I'm going to pick up some BlackBerry stock. For, well, so like, why, why, a, did you choose, why did you choose BlackBerry out of the multiple uh, delisted options? Uh, because it's funny. So I, would <laughs> I say, don't know anyone who has a BlackBerry. It just, is, it just seems funny. It's a funny thing to buy. So um, let's see. <laughs> so let's see what happens. So over five years. Okay. So 2016, BlackBerry was at seven dollars, and then it. That's look. I draw a trend line, uh, sort of. Well, yeah, just draw that line across from 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 back way back way back five years ago. That that little those mountains there. Just draw a line right across the top of those, and then take it all the way out to where we are now. Okay, thirteen. So third. So over What's the, past the top. Go go to the middle of right of now. The beginning. No, no, no. 16. Go to the middle. Go all the way to your left. Yeah. Okay. Go to the 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 tallest little peak in that little flat area there. Eight dollars looks like. That's eight oh five. What's the one in the middle? Right no, no, not, not that far. Not that far. That middle. Yeah. It's about eight eight dollars. So it's, it was right. bumbling around eight dollars during the during the last. I don't think you'll lose more than fifty percent. Yeah. Because this is crazy. Because um, what we saw. In the past, let's look at what we saw in the past week since this all started. So at the beginning of the week, it was at twelve dollars. Yeah, and then we've peaked up to twenty six, and then it's crashed back down to fourteen. And now it's back up to sixteen. So I, I so it, what I would actually say, I, I know that you're you're on BlackBerry. I would say 
if there's a way that you can do like a word count search on Reddit for which stock is next in mentions mm. after GameStop, maybe that one, because that's going to have the most, uh, I guess, people following it or paying attention to it. Yeah, this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at, I, I started with GameStop and then looked at what other people who have this are also buying. And they're buying BlackBerry, AMC, Nokia, and Bed Bath. It shows you that there. That's in, I don't have Robinhood, so that's interesting. It's sort of like a Amazon saying, if you bought this, you might like these too. So I think okay. So I got I have eighty two dollars. So I think I should buy one share of Bed Bath, and then a and then like one of BlackBerry and like two of Nokia, and see what happens. Well, can't you also buy portions of shares? Yeah, I guess so. But I. I'm too OCD to allow that. So I'm like, I can't own half a share. But yeah, I guess I could just divide it evenly. You could divide it evenly over all of them. So you have an, an equal number. Um, some, I think some securities allow you to do that, but some don't. I don't know. I guess I shouldn't put an order now, but I guess I should just wake up at six and see what happens. And well, you can place limit orders, right? Yeah which may or may not get hit depending upon how high it opens. So, okay. So let's AMC. I'm not going to fuck with this because I already made my $20 off of them. <laughs> so I'm just, this is just, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Buy, buy, buy a couple of the, the blackberries and put okay. in your limit order for a hundred percent profit. So, okay. So lim- what should my limit price be then? You're 15? at 16. Yeah. Uh, what it went down today, right? Yeah, it start. It went up to twenty. It opened at seventeen, went up to twenty, and then ended at sixteen. And you think it'll go back up tomorrow because they're letting you buy it again? Yeah, probably. There'll probably be an early surge, and then I might like sell around lunchtime or something. Right before lunch. Um... I'm just also using this yeah. to like learn how to day trade just for the fuck of it. Um, so, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So limit, I don't even know what I'm fucking doing. So limit price means. The limit price means that it won't buy it uh, above that price. I see. So if I say. So if limit, you say, fi- $15, say $15 and it falls to 15. It'll buy then it. It'll, it'll buy it at 15. And if okay. there's okay. A, an ask. So I'll say two shares at 15 and. But here's the thing, right? If you're expecting people to have a lot of these orders going in, it'll probably probably a lot of mark. It'll probably, oh, it'll gap up, right? To a higher Mm -hmm. price, maybe that 20, 20 point. Mm -hmm. And if you have that limit order in, it's not going to hit it. You're not going to get it. Right. That's a good point. Now, the other problem is you might put in that market order now. It gaps up in the morning. Everybody who put in the market order may get screwed as people don't buy in after that market order and it falls because they're putting downward pressure on it by short selling it more. Shit. I'm just going to do it live tomorrow. Like, what the fuck else? I'm, I'm on paternity leave. You know what I mean? Like, this is, I've been playing Hitman 3, I've been day trading uh you know making i made 20 dollars day trading living it up um and well and so you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna wake up and do it okay so that so i'm gonna get some blackberry i think we'll do a bed bath 
I just think it's funny what the analyst ratings are, where it's like 10% buy. Like, do not buy this shit. <laughs> so you're a contrarian. Well, that's I the whole disagree. point. That's the whole point is that this is not like, I'm not doing this for financial reasons. I'm doing this because I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help fuck these the people. I'm trying to help the cause. Like this is like the pan, you know, like this, this is the, this is the modern equivalent of taking. Well, and the, the other, th the other thing that they were doing is this they is were modern day presidential. <laughs> they were specifically targeting companies with high short interest, which is publicly available information. Right. So yeah. I think there's actually like a website called like shortinterest.com or something. It just lists the most okay. shorted companies. Just yeah, has I mean, every, the problem is everyone is doing this. So then it's like everyone it, it's like we're all trying to predict and then we're all trying to predict what the other people predict. It's like going on like a Disneyland it's ride poker. where it's like, it's poker. It's poker. Yeah. It, you're, we're, we're, you playing, have, we're playing the other guy's hand. You don't have full information. There's a bit of chance and there's a bunch of psychology. Highshortinterest.com. Here we go. Okay, GameStop. Virgin Galactic. Oh, shit, dog. Virgin Galactic? Do they sell fucking spaceships on... <laughs> Okay, I'm throwing it all into spaceships tomorrow. How much is this shit? Forty-three dollars. All right. Um, yeah. And then you have to wait. No, you know what you have to do. We you have to start pumping Virgin Galactic on the Wall Street bets. It's not even on the radar yet. Just jump yeah. to it. That's a good point. Um, okay, Fubo like TV. For some this is funny. I mean, that's the thing is that is it, not only is this like some it's some kind of revolutionary act, I think, but also it's trolling and it's just funny. I mean, it's just funny. It's just like okay, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll buy some spaceship stock. Okay, uh, let's see what what else. Tootsie but Roll so, Industries. So here's, here's, wait, 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 hold, oh, yeah. on, hold on. This is. I think it's also it's also kind of exactly how Bitcoin's working. Yeah. Right. There's no underlying value. Nordstrom. But there's enough people willing to bet that the price could be higher. Right. Well, because there's no there's no actual value of poker chips. And I think but I well, there is when you trade it in, if you can sure. trade it in, if they haven't changed the rules about how much they trade them in for. Good point. They're gonna change. And I think that's the real love sack? what is mm -hmm. love sack? Home furnishings. Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. Home furnishings. I get it. So I'm just and trying to love, find the funniest thing to invest in. They love that rocket ship, that rocket ship emoji on the, the, the Wall Street bets. So rocket ship and rocket ship. I don't see how that couldn't take yeah. off. Yeah. All right, folks. All right, listeners. We're dumping <laughs> everything into Virgin Galactic Holdings tomorrow. So I got 82. Oh, damn. I, so should I just invest dollars? Should I just put all $82 into spaceships? Let's just, let's take a longer look at the chart, though. What are you on? One day or let's look at the longer time. Yeah. Okay. So let's just take a look at five years. Oh, they have been, when did they? Oh, they, they listed November 1st, 2000. They Okay. They listed October 2019 and they opened at 10. So they're actually way up right now. They're actually way up. So fuck it. Let's just buy some spaceship stock, right? That seems to be a funny, dumb thing to buy. So let's do that. Although okay. it's really, it's really high up. So they might be right. <laughs> to short it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know, but that just at least, I have a dumb at least, portfolio. At least with GameStop, it was like down, down and out already. Fucked. Yeah. Okay. So that's so I think I'll just wake up and play. I mean, it's just you know, I'm I've already beat Hitman Three. This is the new video game. <laughs> Um, it's it's a weird video game though, right? It's just numbers and like three letter acronyms for companies with the you know just the uh, graph of it going up and down all day long. Yeah, I mean, I love, but I love Sim City. It's not any fucking different than that. So I don't know. It's just um, it's fun. But yeah, I, I oh, today I bought one share of Microsoft. I've told if anyone's listening, I've totally lost them. But um, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, okay, so tomorrow we're gonna buy some. Maybe we'll buy some spaceship stock. Uh, maybe we'll buy some of this love sex. <laughs> Whatever the fuck this is, Fizz, oh, a non-alcoholic beverage company. In Bed Bath, I don't know. I think maybe my initial thing of a Bed Bath and then some Nokia and some um, some BlackBerry. But Tootsie Rolls. Wait a minute. Can you buy Tootsie Roll? See, at least Tootsie Rolls is something you, you'd want to save, you, you can, know? Yeah. Save Tootsie Rolls. Is you already mean way save up? the company, yeah. Yeah. They're why? way up already, so I think I lo- I missed the Tootsie Roll bandwagon. I, although, if you said that at 20 with GameStop, you'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's funny. I, me- I remember thinking, of, I-, I might have even owned some GameStop stock back in the way, but I remember thinking like I was so smart, like they're going to go out of business. I'm not going to buy any or I'm going to sell this. Um, but anyway, okay, so we'll have some fun tomorrow, folks. And then next week, we'll tell you uh, how we did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but the, the rules are going to change. And, you know, something that uh, uh, Ben was saying earlier is like, well, you can't, you know, take down the master using the master's tools, which I agree. But in order to free yourself from the master, you must destroy his tools. I think actually, I think you need to destroy him, not his tools. Right. Well, but if he's defending himself, so if his tools are his gun, okay, well then maybe going in and getting guns and fighting with him is not good, but maybe if we get rid of his gun, then we can just kick his ass. Yes, but that might be a short-term win, right? Because if you're living in then that the other society, plantation guys are going to come in and kill you anyway. Right, friends. you're going to get caught somewhere along the line and get lynched. Yeah, there you go. Oof, so, and that's the problem. No, but that, that that is the predicament that society is in, right? The rich people are willing to lynch you if <laughs> uh, you don't play by their rules. Yeah, literally and, that, and figuratively. This was a techno lynching. Of the little guy. Jesus. Yeah, I guess so. So okay. So everything. So think they're opening things back up. Uh, Liberal Gelt Radio Investment uh, Fund. We're going. Should I, is there a way I can just like set this up as like a? I can set it up as a as a. Like our our this can be like our foundation. <laughs> like uh, any day trading we make on short squeezes, we will immediately donate to the cause that will piss off the most number of people. So, yeah, when I did donate the $20 to the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund, I made sure to donate it to uh, in the name of the person I know who it would piss off the most that it was being donated. In their name. <laughs> who, who was that person? 
Um, I'm not gonna say because they <laughs> okay. may they may <laughs> no, no, yeah, uh, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. listening. Uh, right. but if I do say, then a chain reaction might occur that would <laughs> cause me to get in trouble. Okay. Um. Yeah, and this is not related to our five listeners in Australia. And <laughs> hey, guys. So oh, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, to the guy, to the people in Australia, um, where are you? Why are you listening to this? Please message me at Internet Batman and explain to me why you listen to this program because I'd really like to know what's going on over there. Um, <laughs> I don't know anyone in Australia, so it must be like I. It's, it's good to know that there are people who are not people that aren't just Emma and Hannah that listen to this show. And that they are in a different country, but I'd like to know who they are. Uh, and please give me five stars for the love of God. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, you know, I, I you know, I, I love having you on the program. Um, you know, I was, I was just thinking when I was like, uh, when I was, um, when I, when I first asked you to to come on today, I was like, you know. Ariel's the kind of guy he knows so much about this shit that I feel like if he did go into the financial sector, he would be able to be very rich, but then he would become everything that he hates. And um, I, I don't know if that's exact. So take that in the spirit in which it's intended, but uh, that's just that's just my my perception of your financial prowess. And why you're talking to me instead of being a wheeler and dealer on Wall Street. But I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, and then no, I lose fucking I, mind. No, I think it's I think it's because I viewed it as a casino for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think it's something that isn't good for our society. So one of the things that I always, cause I was, I lived in New York and mm -hmm. I guess I was finance adjacent and uh, it's horrible down people, there. I don't think the people that go into it think they're doing anything bad or wrong at all. And then just like with anything else, becoming a part of a corporate organization changes the per the, the likelihood of you changing that organization from the inside is significantly lower than the likelihood of that organization changing you. Yeah. So I think that you're right. If, if one becomes a part of those organizations or that organ of society, it changes you, not the other way around. So you would become a part of it. So it's almost a badge of honor to reject it. Mm. see it for what it is and to yeah. say that I don't want to be a part of the thing that's ruining the world yeah yeah I feel you on that I mean that kind of yeah definitely I mean that that's the interesting thing about about what about my job is when I was in New York I was down on Wall Street but convinced you know we're convinced that we are working for the good guys which i think that we are but we are still using the master's tools in, in in a way and i had this buddy who i took classes with at ucb uh who was a jp morgan guy and this guy 
was successful, but oh man, he hated himself. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and <laughs> like, I remember him like getting in trouble for printing out his sketches on the JP Morgan, <laughs> like, computer. but yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, I saw this kind of alternate reality version of myself and this guy, and he was a very, very tortured man. And he was like, but and he would do he would go out and like party and like chase tail and like take it to the extreme and like live this lifestyle but then he hated himself and then he would like he would complain and he would be like and he would like always try to like convince me to like come out and like fuck his friends friends and like you know do drugs with him and i was just like no it's like i'm like fundamentally like a family man and like i here's the here's i think the i think what that all comes down to and it's the money part of it also is yeah they're trying to fill the hole in their soul with as much mm. money, drugs, sex, booze, prestige, whatever it is. And it doesn't matter how much they stuff down in there. They'll yeah. never be able to fill it. Yeah. And that, and then you have, you know, millions of that type of person that, that construe that industry. And it's just doing that to the rest of everything else around it. 100%. Sucking it in, vacuuming it in and turning into shit because every organism has to shit something out and i i I think that um it sort of boils down to and while i'm talking to you i'm like looking him up on linkedin to see if he's okay uh okay yeah i think he's all right (laughs) it doesn't seem to be working for evil people anymore um but uh the um oh fuck so um I think there's this mentality that is true, but also doesn't excuse sort of selling your soul, so to speak, which is, and it's the same thing with drug dealers or um, pimps or whatever. It's the, there is a market, there is a demand. If it's not me, it's going to be somebody else. Like if I'm not going to sell the drugs, then somebody else is. Yeah. I think that if you take it to like the QAnon level, right. Then you get to uh, like pedophilia, like there's a market (laughs) for it technically, but that's not really allowed in our society. Right. So you can't have a market for organs. You can't have a market for child sex. These things are morally repugnant and absolutes that we do need to maintain. And that, repugnancy which i guess the right would call cancel culture can decide as a group that no we don't accept this in our society it can be a thing that the society chooses to reject and perhaps the line needs to be moved yeah yeah i think you're right um yeah like yeah and what is that exactly what is that line because on one hand like okay selling beer okay if i run kavanaugh's liquor down the street and I, and I, for whatever reason, I, um, because of my religion, I don't believe that you should sell beer. I stop selling. Oh, I decide to sell so beer. Um, it, it I don't think that that's question, bad. It but comes if, down to a question of harm, yeah. right? Yeah. It's harm. So I mean, but, but drinking beer harm. does cause harm, you know, uh, but but so is it a degree of harm? And then like who decides yeah. what the degree of harm is? Like, yeah, yeah, the beer, yeah, you could say 
there's a he, I think there's a, obviously a huge difference between a guy drinking beer and Jeffrey Epstein fucking teens. Um, but you know, and I, I guess there's a sort of like reasonable societal standard. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Like the whole, like, you know, define por- pornography. Like I, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it, it's kind of like, what is that line of, yeah, there's a market for this. Um, but are you ethical if you, if you're the guy who fills, fulfills that need, like right. it, it's, is it the, like, what, who decides, like, I don't know what, the, I can't tell you what the line is, but I know it when I, when I see it. So I think the libertarian, yeah, the libertarian right. perspective is just there. If there's a market for it, it should exist. Right. That's, that's an extreme also. The Rand Paul. Yeah, I think even Rand Pauls of the world have. I mean, they're they're absolutely bonkers right now because of of Trump and the the their their shift towards authoritarian fascism. But they 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 do have, I think, more. They, they'll claim everything is libertarian, but they they definitely have moral positions that they stand on, like their garbage, you know, pro life crap and yeah. Well, I think that it goes back to, and I was talking about this earlier, this whole idea that like when our Republican system was, was set up by the founders that they believed in this like enlightenment concept of human virtue, that you could sort of set up the framework of a, of a democracy, um, but rely on the, the virtuous nature of the people who rise to power, because you would assume, well, if, if, if they're like us, if they're Jeffersons and Washingtons, then then they have to be virtuous because you have to be virtuous to be successful because if you're evil then like god or something will fucking stop you it's not you yeah um and and i think that assumption of virtue is like that societal standard that you're you're talking about that at some point you you have to that, that we put this trust in our society that we know what, what what's wrong we know wrong is wrong but if there's one thing that that we can we can say is there is no common ground there because I think that it is uh, uh, morally abhorrent to tell a woman what to do with her body and there's you know people like who think that it's morally abhorrent that a woman can can uh, choose to get an abortion if you know she's 12 year old and her uh, her father rapes her and impregnates her but you know <laughs> we can't right. judge right. Um, <laughs> It's it's really who's right? Am I Look, right? Everybody's got an opinion. Right? You can't know what's true or not. Yeah, you know what? Maybe they're garbage? right. You know, that's maybe the other, maybe that's we the other shouldn't part. protect twelve-year-old girls who get raped by their dads. You're right. That's the problem. The problem is that there's equivalencies being made where there are none. They have a, a, a story or an opinion about something, and we're supposed to consider that against the facts of reality because they just judge those facts of reality to be completely the opposite of what they are. Well, and everybody looks for the story that fulfills their, their narrative. So if you don't, if you don't believe that, um, like, let's, let's just talk about black lives matter. Let's say you don't believe that black men are, are systematically being murdered by the police. Well, you would say, well, Hey, the majority of people who get shot by cops are white people. And that is true. But the truth is also, of course, if you look at the breakdown of population, yeah, don't per look capita, at it. it's the same with COVID, though. They can't wait, do statistics. Don't exactly. look at it in absolute numbers. Look at it as per 100,000 or 10,000, whatever uh, relative. It, exactly. 
comparable term you could use. So if you think that owning guns is irresponsible, you're going to highlight the stories of um, the Parkland stories. And if you think that like guns are there to protect people, you're going to bring up the one example of the time that a guy shot somebody who was trying to break into his house. Have, have you ever looked at like the back of like guns and ammo magazines, those kind of magazines? Never. They have this whole section of like stories of like heroic gun owners. And it's like so anecdotes, anecdotes of why you two should own a gun. Uh huh. And like I, the, and I was like in a, a CVS, like waiting for my prescription once. And so I like went into like the magazine section and was like looking through, like, I was like, what is a ridiculous magazine? I would never look through. Okay. Guns, guns <laughs> yeah. and ammo. And I look in the back and there's this story of like a teenage girl who shot an intruder. And I'm like, yes, I'm glad that the intruder didn't kidnap or hurt the, the girl or whatever, but it's like, this is like a good story is like, and then this little girl will be traumatized for the rest of her life because she <laughs> killed somebody when yeah. maybe the dad should have just gotten a fucking simply safe for $48 using a, a promo code from the Adam Carolla show and avoided all of this shit to begin with. But yes, you're right. Giving your daughter a gun is totally virtuous. Um, but Hey, we're, we're getting a little bit off track. So um, we, we talked about, uh, we talked about the short squeeze um, yeah. and yeah, like you said, the, the rules are going to change. So the little guys, you know, we're already getting stomped out again. Although I'm, I'm happy that I got to participate a little bit uh, in the revolution. And I'm going to try again tomorrow to help. Um, and, but the rules are going to change. And I am, I'm bullish because I, I have long been all about um, retail trading because I, or because I, like I say, like if you're a voter in California, you're a Democratic voter in California, your vote doesn't count, but um, you vote with your dollars. And if you can get, like if Amazon is really an evil company, if you can get 10 of your friends to get together and buy one share of Amazon stock, well, then you have one vote, right? And um, it, it, when, when the, when, because, you know, when you own a share, you get these like emails right. that basically say like, Hey, yeah. you get to vote on who the board member is going to be. Yeah. And, and then they have the recommendations for, from the board as to what they think the shareholders should vote for. That's in the best interest of the company. Cause ostensibly, Hey, if we're all shareholders, we should be doing what's in the best interest of all of ourselves. Now, right. Now that's the thing that, so that what, what most companies on the market see as what's in the best interest of the company is solely profit maximization. Exactly. Which is the underlying assumption and premise that destroys everything. Because instead of Amazon making sure to take care of the society and its community, they're, they're not incentivized to do. So, so I always look at those recommendations and I vote the complete opposite. And if mm -hmm. we, and obviously none of these, none of these boards are stupid enough to allow a majority share to exist on the market. Right. You know, Mark Zuckerberg is never going to allow 51% of Facebook stock to be on the market, right? It just um, won't be available. It just, yeah, it's just not going to happen. But if you get enough, if you get enough people who are voting against their interests, well, you have a voice. So I've long been about, you know, get together with your friends and buy one share of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. if enough people do that, 
you can you can make a, a difference possibly. But I never imagined something like this, like doing a targeted short squeeze. So, I mean, so it's fucking great. It's brilliant. Here's so yes. And it's an example of the power that people can have when they band together. I think yes. that's what that the met the many are more powerful than the few, even if they have more wealth, so to speak. And and it is it is a, a, a great example of how but <laughs> even even uh like the retarded way they talk on their on their 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 forum oh like it stocks stonks yeah just like the their overuse of the uh diamond balls emojis and the we're like old men now everything seems like everything seems dumb to me like everything is like some <laughs> joke that i'm not in and i'm like what's a stonk yeah <sighs> okay and, and that's the other thing elon musk right he's the one who tweets it and really like shoots it to the moon with his spacex rocket um he 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 merely mentions something and all of a sudden it's being essentially attacked by bulls which you know part of why he did that is probably he his company has been under so much pressure from short sellers in the past it's a it's a fuck you and that's the same thing that donald trump was it's a fuck you it's a release for people who feel like they've been stomped all over and they get to say fuck you to the guy that they think has been stopping on them. And they're right. And they're right. Yeah. But, but, and this is a longer term issue. So I've long felt that whatever's going on with the market is out of proportion to reality. Oh, I yeah. think that in instances like Bitcoin, right, with these parabolic moves or GameStop now with a parabolic move, um, I feel like it's the beginning as especially with the, the the overall market kind of moving sideways for a period of time yeah and 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 just extreme uh extremely high prices essentially prices that are so high that the future uh stream of cash flows in the form of dividends are essentially going to be zero or negative if they're to revert to like normal it's like, an, it's like an author getting an advance on his book and he'll never, he'll never meet the advance basically. Correct. Yes, completely. And I think that this, that's the moment we're at now. And it's, it's been, it's been made even more excessive because of the feds uh, expansion of the money supply in 2000. This is a continuation of 2008 in many ways, right? Like that never ended. This is still going. Mm -hmm. And the inflation is so at the beginning of COVID, they increased the money supply from like 4.3 trillion to 7 trillion the in the course. Yeah. In the course of like, a, I think it was a month or three months, something ridiculously short compared to the last time when they input, I think it was like 900 billion, mm -hmm. um, you know, over a longer period course of time and of course there's this constant quantitative easing it just seems like they need to double the amount every time it happens and it seems like it's gonna happen more and more often now mm. so the, the 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 runway seems like it's getting shorter and shorter right so yeah. like the last the last dip we had was in march i think that these events tend to cluster near each other kind of like waves right real waves and on the ocean you get sets, and then one of them's a tsunami, especially when things feel calm and everybody's complacent. 
and things can only go up, but the, the water has receded. Ooh, and the water. The water has receded. Yes, the water. This is, this is the, going back in a couple by a year or two ago. Um, you and I were talking because you know, uh, were you born in New Jersey? No, New York. New York. Okay, and you lived. Did you live in New Jersey for a while? What you have a New yeah, Jersey no, license like, plate? That's why I'm asking. Yeah, no, no. I, I I moved to New Jersey. I think when I was like 11 or 12. Right. Okay. Cool. So you are by birth a New Yorker, right? Um, yeah. And you know, there's the whole thing of like, are you know, why are the bagels better in New York? And people say it's because of water. And I was like, I don't believe that. Even though there are, I think there is like, there are bagel companies out here in sunny Los Angeles, California, that literally ship water, water from New York, from New York out to I make feel the like bagels. There was a place, there was a place in Hawaii that made like Philly cheese steaks, and they, 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 they would say that they imported the buns from Philadelphia. That's so fucking <laughs> dumb. Hawaiian buns are great. I would, you know, Philly cheesesteak on a Hawaiian bun. But then if I'm in Hawaii, I'm like, I'm just going to have a pulled pork sandwich on a fucking Hawaiian bun. That sounds way better than a Philly cheese. So anyway, (laughs) it was like a late night thing. And, you know, I was saying, like, I was talking to you about this. that We're we're at, a, I think, a pizza party in the park for our for our 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 number one fan, Hannah, uh, Hannah's son. Um, And uh, we uh, and we were talking about the um, the the bagel thing. And I was like, is it the water? And you're like, yeah, it's the water. And I was like, it's water. It's not the water. It's the water. <laughs> it's just got that little bit of a New York stank. So wait, yeah. uh, I'm trying to. Okay. So I listened to this interview with the guy. He did the um, documentary about the Russian juicing scandal. And now he's doing, he did a documentary about the, uh, the Khashoggi uh, killing. In yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was pronouncing, he kept talking about what was happening in Washington and whether or not they were going to do something in Washington. And he kept pronouncing it Washington. Washington? And I'm like, he was like, well, it's not happening in Washington. And I was like, what is that? That's the not state? a, is that, that can't be like a Baltimore D, that can't be like a Potomac, Potomac accent. I don't, I don't, what I don't is Washington? Is that B- Boston? I don't fucking know. Washington? Washington? Washington. Uh, um, anyway, I don't fucking know. Man, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we've done about an hour. And uh, any last thoughts? Any other things that are on your mind? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, how's your how's your how's your very handsome son and your beautiful wife doing? My son is sleeping. He's doing very well. well uh, very contrarian himself. I'm sure he'd love to bet against the short sellers. Nice. Uh, great yeah i love your boy your boy everyone talks about you have the your boy is the is the the prettiest prettiest boy so i'm i'm hoping that my son that your son will be the pretty boy but my son will be the like rugged handsome guy you know what i mean like he'll your son will be the pierce brosnan and my son will be the daniel craig you know what i mean Craig. they change rather quickly yeah, I when he so. first came out, he looked like an Uzbeki. You know, it, it, things things happen. <laughs> Wait, what? From you, he looked like an, an Uzbeki wrestler. I don't know how. Oh, okay. Gonna... All right. <laughs> I'll assume that that's racist, but accept it. Uh, it's too out of the realm of normal to be to be uh, yeah. categorized. If anybody knew what the hell you were talking about, they'd probably be, be offended. That's another thing that I've been kind of. We took him on a walk yesterday, and. Um, I was trying to 
my main my the thing I keep thinking about is what am I doing that he is going to like hate me for or like what mis not even Everything. like what not what mistakes I'm making but like what is he gonna like resent me for like I don't really there's only like a, there's only one thing that I am pissed with my parents about that it's not even worth <clears throat> explaining and I don't really blame them for it but um, I always just assume that kids are always going to be right about music and politics that like whatever if kids are just like this is what it, this music's good and I think it sounds like shit I'll be like yeah I don't like it but you're probably right <laughs> you know what I mean it's um, good right now yeah Cool. And then someday you'll have kids and they'll listen to shitty music and you'll hate it, but they'll probably be right too. Um, so I'm thinking the two things that they, he might be pissed off at me. One is um, forcing him to eat meat mm. because um, for how long? Well, not forcing it. I'm not, I'm not going to say like, if he wants to be a vegetarian, I'll be like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> but I'm saying that he basically, uh, he will be served meat in my household. Now I'm somebody who as a, uh, as a teenager for, for and then into my twenties, I was vegetarian and vegan and I made that choice, but I never like resented my parent. I judged them a little bit for being, not being vegetarians. And then they eventually became vegetarians too. Um, but, uh, for a while, uh, but I have a feeling that like, you know, if they go to school and they have like friends with vegan parents and out here in fucking Los Angeles, that's a high likelihood that their vegan parents are going to be like, you know, feeding their kids, <laughs> feeding their kids a bunch of propaganda. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term, because, yeah, living a vegan lifestyle is probably better for the planet if you're um, if you're actually doing it right uh, yeah. so th th there might be some kid that's like, yeah, if you eat meat, fuck you. And then I son will come home and be like, your, your meat is murder, motherfucker. So I, yeah. I, I think he might be pissed off at me about that. Um, I'm sure that we're not, that we waste too much water and all and water and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing well, is, so I just, I, I have this argument with Sarah. She believes in self-efficacy and I believe that it needs mm. to be regulated from a much higher level for it to actually be effective. Self-efficacy in terms of self-efficacy in the sense that you can make a difference by, you know, conserving that, you know, extra five seconds of sync time or whatever it is that you're conserving versus, you know, it's the responsibility of society. 80% of the water is actually going to farms and we're what not. She's she, my wife is saying not mutually excused. Exclusive. Yeah, I was gonna say they can both be true. I mean, it's the same thing with like with traffic. Like we all blame people for driving to work because of pollution, but the main polluters in the world are not individuals driving their Kia to their shitty jobs. Right, which is the why actual it's companies. So we should. That are gonna regulate it. Yeah, so we should crack down policy wise, but also stay out of your fucking car. Don't sit in your Dodge Charger idling while you listen to your shitty music in front of my house um it can be yeah they're not mutually exclusive so yeah i think ariel you're right long term big picture we have to have more systemic solutions to this stuff but as an individual i totally agree with sarah you should still be doing the right thing just saying like well i this isn't my fault is not not an excuse to not really care displace it so yeah. i think that'll be the second thing that they'll our kids will resent us for or you or me 
The other thing is, um, you know, there's this, there's this new movement of people who don't gender their kids. Um, they're just, Oh, they, they, them. And like, you know, I'm obviously a hundred percent in support of the rights of anybody to identify whatever their gender is. And I, I think that to a certain degree, gender is a societal uh, construct and that not everybody fits into that mold. And some people are, are, are born and they feel, you know, uh, um, like they're in the wrong body or, you know, all that kind of that, that kind of stuff. And like, I am a hundred percent in support of the rights of those people, just like anybody else. And I think I've, that I've felt like I've been in the wrong body for years now. And well, I just wanted it to be a lot fitter and it hasn't done that for me. Well, I don't I, think you need any sort of reassignment surgery to, to do that, but Hey, you know, whatever exercise that, you know, it's a good start, <laughs> but, um, uh, and, um, and I, you know, my company is, you know, when we introduce ourselves, we, we introduce our pronouns. Um, and it's not necessarily because, you know, someone looks at me and I have a fucking mustache and I'm six foot tall. Like no one thinks that I'm not a dude, but it's not about me. It's about saying, Hey, you're in the space where we respect what, you know, whoever you are. And just based on the fact that you look more one way or the other, we're not just going to label a pronoun on you. Um, that being said, like my son has a dick and so he's my son and I call him my boy. And, and if, if, if he tells me he's not, then I'll respect that and be like, sure. Um, I really fucked up by calling you guy because you don't, you don't identify as, as a guy, but if that's what he decides or she, if, if he's actually a she, then I hundred percent respect you. And I will agree to that. Um, but I'm like, are we are we wrong for gendering our kids? Like, I don't think so, because I know I'm not yeah. one of those people who thinks that who think that, like, you know, like this chaplain, this army chaplain guy that's like, if you're transgender, you have a fucking mental disorder. I don't think that's true. But I think that, like, if you think about all of the people that you've ever met in your life, I would say that most of them are most of the people i've i've known a few transgender people but most of the people i know are they uh, identify as the same their gender is the same as their sex now a lot of those people might be because we live in a society where we're not we haven't been as free I mean, to to do that, feels- that maybe they would have come out as such but i think i'm just sort of hedging my bets that eh, you're probably a guy so i'm open to be corrected but i just assume that we're even if that's not it, I assume that whatever we're doing is wrong. That like whatever we're we're calling transgender people or non, but it's it's mostly a linguistic argument though, right? Like, well, that's what white privileged people or just sort of cisgender people like. We get wrapped up in the words because we have no other way to engage, comprehend, with, comprehend. comprehend, and then we make it about ourselves. We're like, well, I don't even know what to call you, but. You know, I, I'm just assuming like when I say like transgender or gender or, um, you know, gender non-binary or anything, and I know those are different things and some they're not mutually exclusive or mutually inclusive. You can be both or neither or whatever. Um, I just know I'm like, whatever I'm saying is is wrong. And I really it's not about like, oh, I want Oh, I feel I feel persecuted because I don't know the right words. And it just seems to change all the time. It's like I really just want to like. I feel like we could solve this by just learning each other's names. There you go. But I have so much trouble with that, Bob. <laughs> I th- I think there is a disease that like I have where I cannot 
I can't do that. But then I also get anxiety if I can't remember someone's name. Like there's this, there's this, this, uh, this girl who was a friend of my friend on the improv team. Mm -hmm. And I think her name was Jessica, but I don't know. And um, I do this thing, especially back in the day where I was just shit faced after shows all the time where I would forget that I had met somebody or I'd be meeting a bunch of people, but I would be totally high off of like coming off stage. And then also being literally high that I would forget if I met somebody and I was just kind of in that floaty sort of space. And so I would often reintroduce myself to people. And I still do this because I'll be like, oh, I'm Lee, you know, and, you know, people be like, I fucking know who you are. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just (laughs) want to make sure that you know who I am. And like, (laughs) I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not sure. Um, and, and I think this all goes back to temple because there, I remember going to temple and meeting so many different people and like being a kid and not knowing who everyone was. And once I called Chuck Bob and Chuck got really mad at me. And so now I'm afraid, even when I think I know someone's name, I'm like, am I accidentally going to call Chuck Bob? So this, this girl, she introduced herself to me. I think her name was Jessica. And, um, and I was like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. And then we had a show a couple of weeks later or something. And then she came up to me and I was like, oh, hi, my name's Lee. And she's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm Jessica. We already met. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. And then it got to a point I have where, aphasia. What's that? I have aphasia. Forgive I have, me. Yeah. Wait, what's aphasia? I think it's like where you can't remember faces. Oh, right. That's what, um, that's what Lois Lane has. The real one? No, no, that's just the theory that Lois Lane, Jimmy, and everyone who works at the Daily <laughs> oh, that's Planet. That's why they couldn't tell the difference between. They all have aphasia. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Got it. So it got to a point where I kept forgetting this girl's name, like over, like path, like it became like a pathology where I could not. And I, to this day, I don't even know if her name was Jessica, but she came up and confronted me with like several other young women uh, from college. And they all. They were like, Lee, you have to fucking like, you cannot do this again. And then I was just like, I felt like under attack. And I was like, do I have a disease? Like, is there- <laughs> like not remembering their names? Well, not remembering names. And then also I have an anxiety that even when I do know someone's name, I'm going to get it wrong. Really? That's a, that's why do you feel that way? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you should just, just, you know, call anybody, whatever you want. Yeah. And always get it wrong intentionally. That would be funny if she, if she and her four friends were in Australia listening <laughs> to this. They're like, "That mother, my name is Maxine, you asshole." Uh, anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? I don't know. Something about Rob. So yeah, we should all remember. We should all remember each other's names. You're absolutely right. So yeah, we. I was just. I was asking you how your kids, how your kid and your wife are, and then we started. And then I started saying, "Is my kid going to be mad because I assume that he?" What is what is your child going to blame you for? Exactly. And mostly meat eating. Meat eating, (laughs) uh, uh, wasting water, and and not only gendering him as a guy, but literally naming him guy. Yeah, you kind of put a poison pill in the name. Yeah. But hey, you know what? I've always wanted a daughter, so I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> no, I've always wanted... That was the thing. is like I always just assumed that I would have a daughter my whole life. And then so when I found out I was, a bo- I was having a boy, I was just confused. And um, 
And because, you know, I've, I've always just, I like women better than dudes. And so um, the idea of like loving a, uh, loving somebody who wasn't a girl or a woman was like so foreign and weird to me. Um, and so I just did not realize that I could love a male creature as much as I love my son. It's really unbelievable because I've never loved anyone or anything as much as I love him. I mean, it's just, it's totally overwhelming and crazy. And everyone sort of like warns, they say like, you're going to be filled with this feeling. You can't, it's like, it makes you want to like freak out how intense it is, but it's sort of uh, unbelievable. And now I'm just like, how did I ever think that I wasn't going to have a son? Like, I almost feel like I'm not, I was not complete as a man until I had this other <laughs> extension of myself as a male. I still hope I have a daughter, but anyway. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Bob. Uh, all right. Well, um, to all of our five listeners in Australia, uh, thanks for joining. Um, we talked a lot about Game Stonk today. Um, I'd like to thank um, uh, Liberal Guilt Radio's resident Stonk Wonk, Ariel, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Great. And uh, I'll let you know how I'm going to be day trading my $82 tomorrow. I'm going to try to make some fucking... Uh, uh, this person that I donated in the name of also hates uh, 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 Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. So if I make any money tomorrow, I'm going <laughs> to donate that to her re-election in his name, and it'll be really fun. Okay, folks. We'll talk to you later. Ciao.